It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. We roll through the latest news on the Bulls from the viewpoint of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly. We hope you're ready because it's time to go full speed ahead. Welcome, Bulls Nation, and on today's installment of Bull Speed Ahead, uh, presented by Tampa General Hospital, we are very fortunate to have our uh, Director of Football Sports Performance and, and Conditioning, uh, Mr. A.J. Artis, and uh, also happy to say this is the 50th installment of Bull Speed Ahead, so what better topic than to, to, than to tackle all of our off-season strength and conditioning program, everything that's so vital uh, to the continued growth of our football program. So, A.J., thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, we we, ca- we talked today when we're exactly one week out um, for spring practice to start, but uh, you all have been uh, at it for weeks now, uh, certainly uh, uh, right when the beginning of the semester started and a lot of different conditioning we're going to tackle here in, in a minute. Uh, but, uh, hey, we're, we're coming up on a year of you actually being a part of the USF family and just maybe tell us uh, how, the, how the transition to Tampa has been for you, your family, and, and how everything's going for you personally. Uh, it's going well. Transition came last year kind of – in the middle of spring ball. Um, so it's coming up on a year, transition my family. My wife was pregnant at the time. We had a daughter. Um, she is nine months now. So she's she's a Florida a Florida born and raised right now. So uh, it's, it's been great. The people, really the family atmosphere at USF has been helping me find a home with Lalo and all this different stuff. The people around here all helped and made the transition very smooth and easy for me and my family. Well, as I told you during the recruitment process, there's uh, can save you a lot of time. There's nowhere better to be than the Tampa Bay market, and uh, we're glad that you and your family are are here. Uh, for our listeners, uh, you know, I know a lot of them know you and have heard of from from you before, but uh, you know, you have a unique background. Obviously, you're you're taking off and, and doing, you know, a leader amongst the nation as it relates to uh, strength and conditioning. But uh, you you actually played football, which is great in college. Played at uh, at Campbell, and then as you've your career has launched, you've been a part of great programs at Campbell, at App State, at Duke, at Tennessee, all kind of leading roads here to, to Tampa. So we've been excited to uh, to to, ha- to have you here. So. Tell us as you've gone through this now and your family's adjusted, how have you uh, – tell us about your specific team, who you oversee, who's on your, your actual coaching staff. Because okay. I think people don't realize that just as we have the various sports here and their head coaches, you as come to our head coaches meeting every month because you're a head coach and have an assistant coaching team of your own just to, just to focus on football from a conditioning standpoint. Yeah, so I have four assistants, um, Jordan Diaz, Tyler Smith, Jose Rivera, and Gary Williams all a vital piece of the program to help the guys get in shape and be the best football player they can be. Um, I take pride in having guys on my staff that played college football before um, because hopefully if I haven't been through the situation, one of those guys has been through the situation to kind of help the team, help the guys get through college navigation, right, academics, family problems. That That's one, that's one piece of it. And then sports performance, right, from the speed work, the GPS units, nutrition, uh, with Jordan coming in. Jo- I say Jordan's part of my staff, too, because Jordan mm-hmm. Jordan helps in, in facilitating good nutrition, post lifts. So everybody has a piece. Everybody has a piece of the pie. And I like for everybody to maximize their piece of the pie so that we all can help Coach Scott and the football coaches, right, give them the best product going to spring ball, give them the best product going into the season. So our job is to get the guys in shape, get them strong, get them mentally and physically prepared to strain and have grit um, through spring ball and going into the to the, to the fall season where we get in those tough games and hopefully, you know, one of those tough workouts that we had where we had to push and, and strain and bring guys along with us um, that guys 
kind of tap in and that, be like, hey, we're we're ready for this. We're built for this. We're warriors and ready to go in and, and, and attack the second half, attack this drive, attack this play to win the game. Well, that obviously brings a great bit of determination. People realizing what you have to do in the off season to get ready for that big play. We see so many games that, uh, and we had a lot, a greater number of closer games last year. And, and uh, as we all talk about, it's always the smallest things at this level that can mean the, the difference between victory and defeat. And obviously, a lot of these extra workouts yeah. and uh, everything that we have to do to get ready. And you, you mentioned, uh, you know, Jordan Lothenberg, uh, you know, our, our nutritionist here, who also has a. Uh, background in in uh, football as as she was recently joining us from uh, the Cleveland Browns organization. So, uh, you know, I, I, you hit on something great. It seems like all, if not most, of your staff did play football in college football, and and that's as a student. And you know, I, I know it's somewhat obvious, but but I think that people don't realize that since there is such a you know a specified number of dates that our current football staff can actually work with with players. It's 15 practices here in in, in the spring. Uh, obviously, you can't use any. It's not f football drills. It's not. It's not using balls and, and using strategy. It's all about our strength and conditioning and focus on it. But to have a team of five in your staff that uh, and six really by extension with Jordan that that have either played or worked uh, intently in NFL or college programs is 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 so so important. And, and and you know why is that? I think it's important because you know, science aside, when I was a student athlete, I knew what I liked and knew what I didn't like. Then learning the science behind it, that's how I came with my philosophy and my program. Now, I do – so right now, this set, we're in week seven. I did the whole entire 12-week off-season program last fall in season. So I like to do the workouts ahead of time with my science, my research, but it's all practical. Is it practical? Will it flow? How, how does the body transform? Right, All that stuff, you can read as many books as you want to, but if you don't actually – practice it and, and, and do it yourself or have somebody on your staff do it, you're just kind of just throwing throwing darts at a board and then hopefully it hits, right? I like, to, I like to get it done. So here when spring ball starts, I'll start the summertime conditioning and workout program. So I like guys that actually love to kind of still lift and train and kind of get into it. And with now with, with that different stuff, we bounce ideas off of one another and, and train together. And, hey, this will, this will good, go good here in week four. I didn't like week five, so we can change it up and use all the research and, and practicality um, I think is huge because guys look at us not as just bodybuilders or workout warriors. They know we played the game, and we know that we're invested in the game and that we play, so then they just not they, – they're taking what we're saying and actually using it like, hey, Coach, man, you, you, you never played football before. You don't know the, the situations, right? So I th feel like my staff, um, one of the best in the nation – uh, because we all have practical experience, and we have a nat two two-time national champion on, on, on our staff, so it, it's a good good staff to have, and I'm really appreciative of those guys being here at Tampa with me. Well, you put a great staff together, and it's interesting that you would just say that all right, you, you're going through that first season with us last year that you've been here, and, and you actually you know, going through even games that we had that that would have help you identify how you wanted this first 12-week program to. Uh, to go, which is uh, which is which is interesting. I think people would never uh, imagine that. You, you describe it as your philosophy, and obviously that that changes. You're still you're still uh, young. We're all always learning, no matter what our age. Um, how would you describe your philosophy, and and uh, um, you, you know how, just how would you explain it to everybody? My training philosophy. Um, I do work the total body every single day, uh, with a pull or squat, with a press, um, posterior chain, upper body and lower body. Um, that is the meat of what I do. 
for the first four weeks of this offseason kind of changes because now I'm trying to – we're going for five or six weeks from not making a bowl game. So the guys have been away from us. So we had to change it up a little bit still, going back to my principles of, of pulling, squatting, and pressing, but more volume, uh, things of that nature. Now these next four weeks that we're in currently, now we're going three days a week with a pull, with a squat, with a press, um, posterior chain, lower body, upper body. Um, I feel like it's necessary to train the total body every single day because the game of football is played um, with your total body. And I feel like if you isolate one region from another region, um, things get left out and guys guys kind of get dependent of one thing rather than using your total body and training. We, we train – my biggest thing is efficiency of training, right, because we got 116 th- 16 guys to get through that weight room in a matter of three and a half, four hours. So how can we efficiently train, do it the right way, do it with intensity, and do it consistently every single day, the same energy, same effort. So I'm a huge believer in total body training, um, uh, kind of the tier system over that branch, um, great information, great research. But then as you learn and evolve and go off of um, experience, you change stuff here and there. But kind of your core values and principles have to stay the same, but you always can change a few things here and there as you learn and evolve. Tell me about who who were some of your mentors. I mean, uh, in the in, in this area to kind of help you mold your philosophy. Obviously, you, you take a little bit from everybody. And you got to be your own, be be genuine to yourself. But yep. uh, who's kind of helped mold your philosophy and so your system? The first book I ever read was the Tier System by Joe Kim. Joe Kim is a strength coach, twenty plus years. I uh, met him one time when he was strength coach the Panthers. Went up to to Charlotte to kind of sit with him and talk with him. That's the first book I ever read in undergrad as a uh, as a inspiring coach. Um, so I took that, read it, loved it, trained it. Then I started getting my job at App State and then Duke, Duke No Durfee. No Durfee comes from Tommy Moffitt. So a lot of stuff from LSU, um, all that stuff where they put in force in the ground, rate of force development, lift, Olympic lifting, um, speed training. And then I got to uh, Tennessee, my boss was Craig Fitzgerald. Craig Fitzgerald has been in history, coach 20 plus years, Texans, uh, Penn State, South Carolina. Um, and he taught me um, the efficiency of training, um, actually the, the difference in the kind of pull, the squat, and the press. So now with my philosophy kind of merged, kind of the tier system is kind of total body training. Then my speed work comes from kind of the Moffitt and, and what I learned from Duke. And then like the, the strength in the pull, the squat, and the press and kind of mold it together. And I make my own philosophy, which I think is efficient, gets the guys trained, um, because, you know, you got eight hours a week to train, right, in the offseason. You, ca- you cannot go over the hours. You cannot – you have to make it efficient enough to train, but know you're getting a result at the end of it. And I feel like what what, what I've kind of put together, molded together, is a good mixture of everything, and we're hitting every single thing that we need to hit uh, with, within the week, within the block, within the training phase to get the guys where, where we need to get to you know, one of the things I've admired about you watching you since you've been here is is the way you organize and, and, and maximize efficiency. Uh, we do have limitation hours, so you always want to get everything you can. You've kind of got, at least where we are currently, the extra challenge of, of working with, uh, you know, with the facilities. They're good, but we obviously need to expand to be able to service all of our student-athletes. And, and uh, you know, I don't think our listeners might be fully aware, not only dealing with the 100 and, let's say, 15 student-athletes you work with in football, but when we've got the 500, if you will, throughout our whole athletic department that are 
trying to use a lot of them are using that weight room some are using some smaller rooms that we have around our, our campus but talk about the teamwork involved not only with how you organize with coach scott from a football standpoint dealing with the 115 but with brandon roberts and others in terms of how uh we we because we're not just worried about you know we're all about team usf it's not just football being efficient mm-hmm. all of our students are efficient and that's a, a big part of the puzzle yeah it is so we have a block from basically the football block is 7 30 to noon every single day Olympic sports come in before and they come in afterwards. So I got to be cognizant of the time that because we have, you know, usually women's soccer comes in right in at noon, right afterwards, right after us. So we asked Chris, hey, what do you need set up? Why are we kind of finishing our lift to kind of make his transition e- easier? Um, Brandon Roberts has been huge. Um, great communication. It's all about communication. As long as you can communicate and, and talk it out, we can sit down and have a plan together and it works and, and it moves and it moves as one. Um, so the Olympic sports staff has been great. The athletes on the Olympic sports staff has been great because, you know, other places, Olympics and, and football may be separate. Now have the interaction with the Olympic um, athletes. And, hello, Coach, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I see you broke a record last weekend. Congratulations, right? The interaction with the other student athletes that you have, um, I love it because my office is right there by the front entrance. So I probably see everybody that comes in the weight room um, every single day. So it's, it's been good, kind of encur- encouraging um, the, a- the athletes as they come through, as I see different things that they do on social media and going to the games. Um, you got to give them a- extra motivation to know if they ever need something. You know, the football stream staff is here uh, to help you as well to make your time at USF the best time um, here, the best time ever at college. Well, it's, it's great. Like we said, it's all about <laughs> Team USF, yeah. and everybody's trophy looks good on the wall there. So well, we're, we're excited we can help help each other um you know in addition to the facilities that we're, we're building obviously the indoor performance facilities going up right between right before your eyes on the fields now it's kind of challenged uh you know it, therefore you've had to move pretty much everything this year we used to have the turf field now you've kind of had to operate off of the two grass fields that we have so talk about how you've been able to adjust that even to saving as much wear and tear on the fields as you can but then also what is the IPF going to mean even make it even better than just even the turf field we had there before when it was exposed outside? Yep. Um, so uh, being very versatile and, you know, changing your warm-ups from the kind of south end to the north end, um, you got two or three groups, you got to change one group, change the direction to another spot in the field. And that's where the, my, my staff has, has been great to change stuff as we go because as we're going through the, through the lifts and through the runs, if I'm eating up one part of the grass, I say, hey, we need to change it here. So it's been very efficient and very versatile, um, making us think on our, on our toes, keep our knees bent all, at all times because things may change. Um, the indoor practice facility is going to be huge for us, very huge, because the first four weeks of the winter program, the first four weeks, it is a lot of speed work. And sometimes here with the fields, is icy in the morning. So we have a, a, a indoor facility a controlled climate where we can go in there efficiently get our speed work done on, on a daily basis. Now, in the summertime, last summer, I said, it's beautiful, Florida. It's, I'll be fine to go outside. The thunderstorms and the lightning, that is going to be a huge benefit because if right now, in, right now in the summertime, if a thunderstorm is playing on, on a Thursday and we plan on conditioning, I have to change that conditioning day to a lifting day and hopefully Fridays there, there's no storms and get our conditioning day in. So the indoor practice facility will be a huge asset because now we can train like everybody else in, in the nation where we have our lifting days, our speed days, our conditioning days, and no matter the weather, we'll be able to do everything we need to do on the exact days 
that, that we can do it. And then there'll be no hiccups, no changes um, as we go. And as we said, that's obviously not only huge just for for football, but that allows Brandon and all his coaches to, uh, to operate the same way, to, to never have to really worry about what weather's going to be to adjust anyone's schedule to be able to pl plan for that. In addition to your efficiency, uh, I, I think uh, another great uh, quality I think you're instilling into our, our team that I've witnessed is is uh, the, the concept of accountability. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, so so much rigor goes into these programs in the off season, and uh, you've uh, you used the word grit earlier in your in your kind of description of your philosophy in general. Um, maybe describe what grit is, and and, and more importantly. Uh, even my interactions with the student athletes this off season, they, they kind of, kind of can't wait to tell me what their grit score is on a given day, yeah. and uh, that seems to have inspired them in, in many ways. So, uh, kind of maybe explain what what that is and how how that kind of measures into your accountability measure of everything else that we're trying to do here. Okay, um, grit mentally, physically straining, finishing. If you bruise and bump one day, how can you push through the next day and keep on pushing? Because everything is not going to be perfect here in September, October, November. It's not going to be perfect. Where we're trying to get to is going to take grit and determination to kind of change the culture, change the philosophy of where we're trying to get to and win championships here in South Florida. Um, so the grit score is a daily score that uh, my staff puts together. So we sit down after each lifting group, sit down and rate that guy, the guys in the lifting group from scale from zero to four. Two being you come in, you do your lift, you kind of, kind of not going through the motion, but you kind of, do everything that we ask with no hiccups. One, you were late that day. You, we had to get on you uh, a couple times. Zero, you just came and gave no effort. You might as well not have showed up. Three, we can win with those type of guys. Threes um, came in and, and pushed other guys along with them in great, great energy, great effort. A four, it's kind of an all-American performance. Had great energy, great effort, brought teammates along and brought up the guys that needed to be brought up as a true leader. Um, so we grade those guys every single day. We're on week seven. We've been grading the guys every single day from, from day one. And, uh, you know, the first couple of days, they, they kind of trying to figure it out. But now they kind of own it. They, they, they're on it. They're, if, they get, if they get a two or below, they're upset about it. And, you know, it, it's kind of perception and reality, right? You may perceive that you think you, you're doing hard, you're not pushing, but we we give you a score of a one, and they come to coach. Hey, why did why did you get a one? Hey, man, I had to get on you about the uh, the clean the clean right there, the squat, and now they have immediate feedback to kind of okay, coach. Hey, tomorrow I can push through, I can get it. Now we're trying to get results, and the reality is, I want to push you as much as possible to maximize your potential because you got basically five years to play four. Right, in a, in a normal situation. So how can we maximize that? I would not be doing my job if I didn't push you and stay on you. Accountability is huge. Accountable to your tutor, tutors, going to class, being on time, wearing the right shirt, the shoes, jewelry off, everything, because the little details that you don't think adds up here in January makes a huge difference when it's fourth and one, right, and we're up in Cincinnati and we need to get a, a one yard, right? Did we do all the little things to add up for this big moment and big picture to kind of finish it off. It's, uh, I can just tell you, like I said, the, it, it matters to our to our football student athletes. They, they care about what that score is, and, and obviously it's been impactful uh, as you've seen your scores continue to uh, to rise over the course of these these seven weeks. Today, uh, one week out of uh, from from spring spring practice starting, uh, I know we had one of our what we call our mat drills. I, I think a lot of folks that have played football certainly understands what that is, but uh, it probably varies a little bit from program to program. But 
but uh, tell tell us what happens at Matt Drills and, and how does how many do we do over the course of the uh, off season and that sort of thing. Okay, Matt Drills. Um, we do five total Matt Drills this year, so we have five. The fifth one will be coming up Thursday, and it's, it's change the direction, explosion, um, different exercises that strain you mentally and physically. We break it up into eight stations. Every two stations is a quarter. We have a halftime after number four. We're going to the fourth quarter, going into number seven. Put the four fingers up, indicating going to the fourth quarter. So it's different drills um, that the coaches um, are going to coach guys on, on technique, being ready, hands behind the line, toes behind the line, following the instructions, thinking while you're tired, thinking while you're fatigued. Um, they kind of try to push you, again, to have that grit to push mentally and fi- mentally and physically through the tough times when I'm tired. Now, if I'm doing good, my teammate may be struggling. I got to pull this guy with me. Now, all in turn, we're building a team. We're building a culture because now when we go off to these places in, in, in hostile environments or at home, have a tough game, we can, we can always dig back in, into our back pocket. I know my brother, my brother, my brother was accountable in off-season workouts during mat drills, and I know that you're ready right, to compete because we all competed together. We all pushed each other. Now, that's where you build the team and everybody everybody gets along, everybody's training. Um, you've probably, probably been in disagreement with, with your family members and stuff like that, right? As the team is built, right, you're going to have disputes and push each other. But at the end of the day, we come together and we bond. And I like it because these hard times right now in February will set us up for success down the road as we're going through the grit, the daily strains. Um, so, yes, is eight stations. Every two stations is a quarter. And we try to push. we got to have time. We're going through the fourth quarter. We're finished and strained and all that stuff. So the mat drills, a bunch of drills that change the directions, bag drills, shuttles, uh, different thing to kind of push you mentally and physically, but make sure that you're accountable, make sure you're behind the line, details and finishing and straining. Um, it's kind of the, the main premise behind it. The sessions look ex- you know, particularly uh, in- in- intense, but I also it seems as though the – the players, uh, you know, get up for it, actually, actually like it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, some might say, "Oh, I, I can't." I dread when the materials come yeah. out, but it seems like uh, the energy I see outside my window seems to imply that the the opposite. The guys are looking forward to it and ready to to show and compete. Yeah, they are. I mean, they love to compete. Uh, we we first four weeks, of, uh, first four weeks of off season, we had team comp on Wednesdays, so I try to get the competition instilled in them. And right now, they love to compete, man. They love to push each other. Well, uh, clearly you're you're not one to ever be satisfied, always pursuing uh, you know improvement and and, and, and growth. Um, but uh, you know now you've been here for for a year. How, how have you? How do you grade your staff? But also how, how have you seen uh, you know our, our players evolve from when you came in here last late well, late last March or April to to what you're seeing today here in, in late February? Yep. Um, so the strength coach before me, True McCarroll, was a great guy, great strength coach. Um, his philosophy is a little bit different from mine. So I had it when I first got in here teaching the guys how I operate, kind of how I flow, the different things that may be different from my program and then True McCarroll's program. Um, but the guys adapted, and you know, getting to the summertime, I had to just get through, um, get them in shape going into um, the season, going into the fall camp. Now the guys understand my philosophy, understand my program, understand the demands that I'm, I'm asking of them. So they are, are efficiently running, um, getting stronger, um, getting stronger by, by, by the day, getting stronger by the weeks. And now if you're under the same training program for a, a standard period of time, then that's when you get into, into your advanced programs and you see guys 
really advance with the program that you're doing because you have a different strength coach each year with a different philosophy, a different demand, a different way they train. You're not going to see any results as you go because it's not the same program. So it, it just keeps changing. So guys finally kind of getting a year under the belt with me now going into the, to the summertime. Um, my staff did a great job. It's always room for improvement. Always room for improvement. Always room for development and growth and research and different things that we could do better um, to kind of maximize our potential as well. Because you know, I take pride in ha ha having having strong athletes, well-conditioned athletes, and and that that's all on me and my staff. And I take I take pride in that uh, to give the best product to the coaching staff going into going into spring ball and going into fall camp. Well, you're right. Having continuing build of, of continuity uh, is, is important. Uh, just like any uh, player helps to have consistency on on head coaches, on assistant coaches, but uh, obviously to not have to change philosophies uh, this, this this year and beyond is is really important for the growth of our program. For without without question. So my last question is, is this for you today, and, and appreciate your your time. But how, as we kind of start to move into spring ball, um, how does the how does the conditioning plan change when we're in the midst of uh, football drills as well? And then, and then how do you carry it through uh, the rest of the spring and heading into the summer semester? So um, conditioning is done with me right now and into the summertime, right? Football is sports specific. That has enough conditioning, in my opinion, for what they're doing and the demands of practice. We have the GPS technology, the tracks of yardage and all that stuff. Now, if, I, if we go through the first week of spring ball and I see that we're not hitting yardages and distances that we need, I have a conversation with Coach Scott. Like, hey, Coach Scott, we may need to condition after practice. But the, the practices thus far has been on point, the right demands, everything that, that, that we need. Um, so after spring ball, we get into the summertime. That That is the big the big conditioning phase, and it changes because we're right now in January and February, we're so long from actually competing that I, I say it's a longer duration in general conditioning January, February. As we get closer to August, right, it, it, it's more specific. It's shortened the time. Summer one, we're, we're kind of in that moderate phase of conditioning, um, 14 to 15, um, 14, 16, and 20 seconds of uh, conditioning time. Summer two, we cut it down 8, 9, 10, because now the game of football is played quick. So it goes from now longer periods, as we get closer to August, getting them in football shape. Now the conditioning time um, per rep, the seconds is, is cut down to kind of simulate a football play, to simulate a practice, to simulate a play drive. Um, so that's where we start in kind of in January, more and more general conditioning, broader base, and kind of working it down as we get closer to, to August and going into training camp. Well, AJ, we, I really appreciate you taking the time to be able to explain your philosophy, how it's uh, being applied and implemented here. Uh, at USF, we appreciate your passion, your your, your grit, and uh, the way that uh, you, you're just doing a great job leading our leading our efforts here. So, thank you for joining us today. And uh, uh, Bulls Nation, that's uh, that will be a wrap on today's episode of, of Bull Speed Ahead. I hope you've enjoyed everything you were able to learn from from AJ Artist today, with such such a wealth of knowledge and a lot of information there. So, we we'll look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Until then, go Bulls. In collaboration with USF Health, Tampa General Medical Group, and private practice physicians, 
Tampa General Hospital was just named one of the nation's best hospitals by U.S. News and World Report and the highest ranked in Florida in five specialties. Ear, nose, and throat, diabetes and endocrinology, gastroenterology and GI surgery, orthopedics and rehabilitation. Tampa General Hospital. Other hospitals practice medicine. We define it. 